All right, we are live. Hello, D-backs fans. A um, couple house cleaning items here. Uh, I've had some questions. We are going to be launching a pod or an episode every Monday. It's going to go up at six a.m. So uh, the idea is that we're going to be doing one week a show or one show a week right now. Um, we we're going to start to get into a second show during the week. Um, that's going to be later after the season already starts. Uh, go ahead and follow our Instagram. The Instagram is going to be at Rattle on Pod, R A T T L E O N P O D. And then our Twitter handle is going to be Rattle on Podcast. Uh, and then if you do want to go ahead and drop in some voicemails, uh, if you have any questions, go to anchor.fm slash Rattle Pod. Uh, if you have any thoughts on the D backs and maybe just life in general, maybe you want us to talk about certain things. And then uh, for today's show, we got some hypothetical opening day lineups. Uh, The Yankees came down with some injuries, so Robbie Ray is going to be a topic of conversation for the next couple weeks. Uh, We have a little bit of an NL West preview for you, as well as some highlights from this week. All right, I want to see it. All right, David, so we've got the Dimebacks opening day lineups. I know we have some different thoughts on what that might bring for us this year. Uh, little disclaimer, opening day lineups, not necessarily always going to be your best lineup. I think that's something that needs to be noted first and foremost, especially with the front office and Tori Lovello. They're going to always have some sort of different lineup here. I think we've got a really good team opening day that we have to play in the, what, the Braves? Yeah, we got the Braves coming in town. You got to put your best guys out there. You know, whether it's, you know, they like to say that opening day, you know, pitch, you know, pitchers like Madison Bumgarner, he's going to go out there and he's going to say, you know, it's just another game, but it's not, it's the first game. People love pitching and playing in the first game, but I feel like, you know, you got to treat it as if it were just any other game. You got to put your best team out there. That's going to win the game. And I feel like you have to put your best lineup against some, against the Braves. They're just too good to not put your best guys out there. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it. Um, but, I mean, back to opening day, like, if you put your best guys out there and you get every, – everybody's excited because we're all in first place. We're all ready to go. We've been waiting to see this new look, this kind of D-backs, rebuild on the fly type of team. We're, we've been waiting to see what this looks like. Um, so, I mean, let's. I guess we'll just take it from the top. What do, you, what do you got leading off? So, we've got the new guy starting Marte. He's obviously going to play center field. Steve Gilbert asked Tori Lovello, you know, are you going to put Marte in, in as a leadoff spot? And Lovello said he's got he's, – he's drawn up a couple lineups, and he said they're probably pretty similar to what you're thinking. So, I think we're all thinking starting Marte – Leading off, I think that's that's going to be how this year starts. I think that's how this year ends. He's a 2020 guy, meaning 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases. He is unbelievably consistent in doing that. Uh, so if you have a guy who's going to maybe start off lead off home run, or he draws a walk and swipes second for you, I think that's huge. I don't think there's many guys leading off in baseball like that today. So to have a true lead off guy, I think is. It, it couldn't be more important to this team. Um, second, I this is one that I kind of I think it will change throughout the course of the year. Uh, I'm going to go Cattell Marte. He's he's going to hit second for me, and that's just what it is as of right now. I think he drops down to third as the year progresses. You see, I have him at third mm. to begin, 
The year I, I you have him at second, who I have at second is a guy that I feel like has really taken the second spot and he's done well. Um, and I think Peralta is going to take that second spot. He's a guy that I feel like you put out there. He, he needs to know. He's one of those guys that needs to know he's going to bat in the first inning no matter what. Like, you have to put him in there. There cannot be a chance that Peralta can be fourth, and then he doesn't know if they're going to get three outs. Like, I want Peralta to start off the game. He's going to see some pitches. He's going to be a tough at-bat. He's one of those guys that's, like, not necessarily going to strike out a lot, but he's going to definitely put up an at-bat. Well, I like his aggression, too. I like that he's he's going to jump on that pitch when he gets it. And having him in the first three, I think – has it's worked out in the past for him. I think he's a great player. Uh, yeah. I don't have him in the top three, and we'll get to that. But I just there's so much depth on this team, and it's gonna be a lot of moving parts. So I have Marte at third. Who do you have at third? I got Eduardo Escobar. All right. So we've got That's, obviously. Let's talk about the positions. David Peralta. I have him obviously in left field. Cattell Marte. I have it. Uh, he's third on the lineup. Going to be playing second. You have Escobar third in the lineup, playing third. Playing third. Marte at second. Starling Marte, center field. I mean, that's what he's brought in. So why Escobar at third? When you have a year like you do last year, 35 home runs, he's driving in over 100, almost scores 100 runs too. I think you're going to want these next few guys behind him to drive him in. He's going to get on base. Doesn't strike out a whole hell of a lot. But, you know, it's a guy that – I think has earned maybe that starting start the year where see, everybody dreams of hitting. I think Marte is our MVP. He's a guy that is going to be part of the team for a long time. I feel like if we can re-sign him, but he's the core. Well, we do Having, already have him for like the next six years. Okay. Guaranteed. Okay. So, so for here. the next six years, Cattell Marte is our guy. He was an all-star last year. You know, he was – one of those names that people were kind of talking about for MVP for a second. Um, I want Cattell Marte to have some protection behind him. And I feel like Escobar, but being behind him, being a switch hitter, like, you know, doesn't matter who you put out there. Escobar is a switch hitter. He can play, he can bat from each at either side of the plate. And with the year that he had last year, I want to force pitchers to pitch to Marte because they don't want to get to Escobar. I want Marte to have someone behind him, and I feel like Marte is not going to have as much pressure, and I feel like Escobar is really going to handle the fourth spot, the cleanup spot, very well with him driving in, you know, driving in runs. We don't – I do not want someone that is either going to strike out or hit a home run in the fourth spot. Eduardo Escobar is a guy that can manufacture runs. If he has guys on base like Marte, Peralta, or, Mar- you know, the other Marte – if you can have them on base, dude, let's just hit doubles all day. I really do not care about homers. Well, that's what I really – I think our team has – it's a lot of guys. We have – I mean, Escobar led the league in triples last year. Mark Cattell, a lot of triples on his end. We have guys that drive the ball in the gaps and are not necessarily home run or bust guys. I'm sorry to the D-backs fans that just want to see homers, but that's not what all the game's about. Um, I want to see the guys running around the bags. I want to see the outfielders missing plays. I want to see them overthrowing their cutoffs so that we can get an extra 90 feet. I really do not care so much about the home run. I know this day and age, people are caring too much about the long ball. That's, that's just what, not it's what they've become accustomed to. I mean, that's the game has changed in that direction. 
it is more exciting to see guys run around the bags with a chance of getting thrown out than to see a ball hit 500 feet. I'm sorry. Well, especially with the Martes at the top. Those are guys that can run. They're going to take that extra base, and they're going to cause havoc early. I That's for me. I have them one, two. Um, I think – I mean, they're two top-of-the-lineup guys. Who do you have at four? I got Peralta hitting fourth, and right. I think there's a couple reasons for that. Um, he – I mean, back to the whole strikeout thing. I would love the guy who is hitting fourth in the event that he does come up in that first inning. There's guys on base. He's going to put the ball in play. I mean, he, a couple years ago, he hit the 30 home runs. He's a guy that I, I really believe – brings that next level of I'm going to get the ball and play and do my job. Um, and that's why it, for me, he's hitting fourth playing left field fifth. I got Christian Walker. Maybe this is the time where we go for a little more of that thump. Yes. I have Christian Walker at fifth too. obviously starting at first base. Um, by the time we get to the fifth in the lineup, we should, you know, have some guys on base, if not in scoring position, and this is where D-backs fans that like to see the long ball can hope for Christian Walker to I I want him dude if he can throw if he can hit 30 homers this year. Well, I mean, he's a guy that he, he burst onto the scene last year in a lot of ways. Uh he was somebody who sat behind Chris Davis out in Baltimore who was hitting 50 home runs at the time. Uh shows up here and he's He's behind Paul Goldschmidt. He doesn't get that opportunity to go play. Who was he behind that the other team that he was with? Uh, he was Joey Votto? Yeah, he was behind, I mean, three of the best first basemen in the last decade. So like, he's been playing the behind these stars. just guys just dominating the first base position. You know, there's – he's the – he's had a fight. You know, he's had to work hard. He's an older guy, and that's why – Nobody really knows his name because he's never really had that chance from being 24 years old to starting and playing every day. He's had to play behind these guys that have been just killing the game. I mean, they're MVP candidates every year. And uh, he came in last year and had a, had that rookie year that I think a lot of people would dream of. A lot of years, he's probably a top three rookie of the year. We had some I mean, we have some really good young talent in the game right now. So I, when I think he was of, a little overrated or think, overpassed. When I think of Christian Walker, I do not think of him as a rookie. No, no, you don't. I mean, he's how old is he? Like 27, he's 28. 29 now. He's 29, 29 years old. He is not. A, I think Let me technically, you know, maybe he's a rookie, but the guy's been around the block. He's, you know, he's had way more at bats than any other rookie out there would, you know. 28 this year. He'll be 29 uh, two days into the season. Yeah, he's not your typical rookie. This guy's got a lot of at-bats. Yeah, they might be in the minors, but he's... Well, another thing that I, I don't think anybody realized, he was a finalist for the Gold Glove last year. Uh, so he essentially came in and did what Paul Goldschmidt ended up doing in St. Louis last year. So it's kind of like we didn't skip a beat there. Uh, he's right. going to keep progressing. Yeah. Who do you got at six? I got my boy Carson Kelly. Interesting. Okay. This is where we're going to have a little I feel bit like of difference. Carson Kelly is going to have a very good offensive year. The guy is above average behind the plate. He's very good. He can throw guys out. Um, he's got a good arm. He's He can block. You know, he calls a good game. But I like Carson Kelly's bat, too. I think D-backs fans are really going to love. We finally have a good, consistent offensive player. The days of Miguel Montero are over. Well, 
the first couple years were nice. I guess. First couple years but were not Miguel bad. Montero was very frustrating. It, it, towards the end, it was. It the guy was would not, swing for the moon, bro. All right. Anyways, I like Carson Kelly. This is a guy that we got when we traded for uh, traded away Paul Goldschmidt, by the way, guys. So Carson Kelly, you know, we gave up a lot to get this guy. And I think, you know, him, he's going to be playing every day. He does not have to share the position anymore with two other guys. He's only going to have one other guy you know, that he's got a split time with, but I don't even think he's going to be a split. I think he's going to be playing most days. He's going to get the occasional day off. Um, but I like Carson Kelly, and I like his bat at six. I'm drive in those guys. Big Carson Kelly guy. I mean, I, I've been high on this guy since he was with St. Louis, but again, he's another guy behind probably the best catcher of the generation with Yadier Molina. Doesn't get that opportunity, and second he got his opportunity in Arizona. I mean, he had a great year last year. I think he's going to keep progressing. Um, at six, I got Cole Calhoun, the ASU guy, Buckeye, um, Arizona native, but he's going to be another guy who it's a lot of a lot of swing and miss. He's going to hit you thirty home runs. Um, great defensive right fielder. That's that's a big big out. Big outfield. He's going to hustle for sure. Um, we, were, a good guy. we were out there at the first day that the full squad had to report to spring training. We were out there. These guys were warming up. They were running bases. And Cole Calhoun, first day out there, is looked like he was trucking down the line. First day out, full, he, full squad. He plays hard, and he—I mean—he was having a lot of fun out there with the guys. This too. guy was sprinting. They're just running to first base. They're literally just practicing. I know the fans don't see this. You know, they only see the home run and the strikeout. But these guys, before the season, first full day of full squad in the in spring training, and they're out here, literally just running to first base and practicing running to first base. Well, and, and that guy was sprinting. Yeah, I mean, it was fun to watch. He's a guy too that. Anybody who shows up in Arizona and says my first destination in mind in free agency is coming at home to play for the D-backs is a guy I'm going to ride for. As an Arizona native, and I'm sure you agree with me, if I were him, dude, he's – how old is he? Like 27? Yeah. I mean, Let's just say upper 20s. We'll find out here in a second. Tim's going to look it up. But Cole Calhoun, he's a guy that was – Probably 32 years old. He's 32. Oh my God. All right. So good thing it was only a two year deal. So he was what a, a teenager around the time the Diamondbacks formed. Yeah. He or, would have been a little younger, like 12 years old. All right, dude, if I was 12 years 11, old and, 12. I, and I just got a team and I've been a fan of that team my whole life growing up and then I get drafted and I play into the, you know, I play in the MLB and then, you know, finally, eventually towards maybe the end of my career, I'm with the team that I saw as a 12 year old. You well, know, that's awesome. That, uh, yeah, and that's what he said when he came out here, and I'm happy to have him. Uh, let's go to the seven hole now. Yeah, I have Calhoun, by the way, in the seven okay, hole, yeah. so, so he's playing Calhoun, right field. Calhoun, Calhoun, Calhoun. Seven. I got the defensive wizard slash clutch hitter extraordinaire slash probably my favorite player on the team right now, Nick Ahmed. I mean, to me, this is a guy who – when he first showed up here, oh my could God. not hit a baseball to save his life. You would the last not, couple years, he's really turned it around. You would not have said this about Nick Ahmed three years ago. Zero, well, four years ago. Zero chance I wanted anything to do with this guy. Back-to-back gold gloves. He's a guy who's starting to swing it a little bit. 
he has put in so much work in his swing and his craft. I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of the first guys in there in the batting cage and one of the last ones out. This guy wanted to hit. Like, he knew he was bad. He knew that the way to get the extension that he got he knew the only reason is to be a hitter. You he have knew, to have a, some degree of it. He knew the only reason he was even out there playing with the, you know, the big boys is because of his glove and his arm and his defense and his range. You know, I would definitely have him out there, even if he wasn't as good with the bat necessarily. So, and right. that's why he, that's why he's still here. But he turned that around, and he's. A more than serviceable major league player. So you have Ahmed at seven. All right. I have Ahmed at eight. You got Ahmed at, at eight. shortstop, obviously. I have Ahmed at eight, and I have him behind Cole Calhoun, and I have him behind Carson Kelly. And All it's right. because I know he's done a lot better. And I kind of want someone that can hit, you know, a little bit at the bottom of the lineup. And I feel like he's really going to do well at the bottom of the lineup. I think we have a pretty balanced lineup. I love I love what we've done with the players. It's not top-heavy. You know what I mean? I didn't want a top-heavy lineup. I didn't want a middle-heavy lineup. I wanted Nick Ahmed down there because I know he would balance things out. I know Carson Kelly will balance things out at six, and then you got Calhoun who's just going to make things happen. So, so at eight, I've got – now, it should be noted here, this is not necessarily the best lineup, although there's an argument that it should be. Your best lineup. I think my lineup's the best lineup. I would I would probably agree with that in terms of the players that you have. Well, yeah. So at, at eight, and this is solely due to my pitching choice for opening day, Stephen Vogt. Uh, so I guess eight and nine here kind of tie in together nicely. Stephen Vogt is a catcher, guys, by the way. Uh, yeah, he's catching a uh, two-time All-Star, uh, Bay Area guy. He's played with the Giants and the A's. He was an all-star with the A's. He's caught Madison Bumgarner plenty of times. And I think that's why part of the reason why he, you know, is going to be in that opening day lineup for me, because uh, Bumgarner is the obvious choice. Yeah, I got Madison Bumgarner at nine when probably he should be one of the few pitchers that actually shouldn't bet at nine, but still uh, he's going <laughs> to yeah. be at nine. This is baseball. Um, we are not there yet with baseball where a pitcher can not bat eighth or ninth. I mean, it, it happens from time to time <laughs> and he's, he's the guy that would do it. I just, I don't see any need for it, but, especially with this team. We got a good, we got a good lineup. I don't see yeah. any need to really do it. You know, people were asking the question, is Steven Vogt going to be Madison Bumgarner's personal catcher? I'm pretty sure Madison Bumgarner, he's the type of guy that'll say, you know what? I don't really have a preference, you know, just throw someone there. You well, know, I mean, catch David, the ball. you could probably gonna, go back there. He's going to give you Madison Bum, Bumgarner. He's from, he's a North Carolina guy. You know, he's going to give you the simplest answer you can get. And he's going to be like, as long as someone is, has a glove back there. He's good to go. I'm good to go. And that's what I feel like Madison Bumgarner. He's not your Zach Greinke where you have to have your personal catcher. I think as long as Madison Bumgarner has someone back there that can catch the ball and block the ball you know, block his nasty slider. And, you know, I th- Madison Bumgarner is going to do well with whatever catcher you put out there. Um, I get the idea of having someone that you've caught before or that has caught him before, you know, behind the plate. I like that idea, but I think you have to go with your best lineup, especially against the Braves. I don't hate that. Let's do a quick rundown. Uh, for me, I've got Starling Marte leading off playing center field. Could tell Marte he's going to bet second, play second base. 
Uh, I've got Escobar playing third base, hitting third. David Peralta will be playing left field, batting fourth. Christian Walker will be playing first base, batting fifth. Calhoun is sixth in right field. Ahmed, shortstop, hitting seventh. Batting eighth, Stephen Vogt, the catcher. And Bumgarner will be the opening day starter, batting ninth. Batting first, your center fielder, Starling Marte. Batting second, your left fielder, David Peralta. Batting third, your second baseman, Ketel Marte. Batting fourth, your third baseman, Eduardo Escobar. Batting fifth, your first baseman, Christian Walker. Batting sixth, your catcher, Carson Kelly. Batting seventh, playing right field, Cole Calhoun. Batting eighth, shortstop, Nick Ahmed. And batting ninth, your pitcher, Madison Bumgarner. I feel like what a pickup, guys. He didn't want to go to LA. He didn't want to go to New York. This guy chose to come to Arizona, and I don't care what his reasons are, but I'm glad he came. He wanted us. He wanted us. We want him. That's all that matters. We're gonna move. We got to do that. We got him, guys. All right. So, quick, quick little touch up here. so the Yankees lost Luis Severino this week to Tommy John for the year. Uh, why this is important to the D-backs is because Robbie Ray has been tied to the Yankees for a little bit now. Um, a lot of rumors going around. Yeah, so if you're listening to any Arizona radio, you might hear this pop up. You're going to hear it. You're going to read it on the on the MLB app. They had an article about Robbie Ray uh, I mean, potentially going there this week. We're talking about Robbie shipping Robbie Ray in the off season. So you're going to, if we were talking about shipping him in the off season, there's probably going to be good talk about shipping him during the season. Yeah. So just this is his last year. You know, he's his contracts up after this year. So he slimmed down 15 pounds, cutting the dairy out. He cut dairy out. He slimmed down 15 pounds. We saw him face to face. The guy looks great. He does. He's a good looking. The beard's kid. looking good right now. The flow's looking good. The guy's feeling probably himself. not going to want to shave that beard to go to New York. Um, so just some quick little notes on that. Uh, I'm not sure it'll happen just because of a couple reasons here. Uh, our playoff odds have gone through the roof. Uh, when Since you, acquiring Bat- Matt Bum or what? Well, when you get Madison Bumgardner, you trade for Starling Marte. You get some pieces in the back end of the bullpen let's just with say, Darren Rondone. Let's just say the folks over there in Vegas are uh, starting to They're starting to realize, realize what's, going on. Uh, what's going on. This is something that I think if Severino in the playoffs last year, they find out he needs Tommy John, that Robbie Ray is going there. Um. With the time, with the timing of it all, and then you have the prospects that the Yankees were willing to give up, or they're holes that we've already filled this year. Um, they really don't have a spot for them, or the Dimebacks don't have a spot for who the Yankees would be willing to give up. Uh, and then they have some big prospects, and I'm not really sure they're willing to give up those prospects for a rental guy. Uh, I yeah, I just don't know that. Robbie Ray of the Yankees happens for me. Uh, I know it'll be talked about, so just a little heads up with that. All right, what do we got next? All right, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into a little preview of the NL West. Uh, Just some names that you guys might need to know, uh, and then the projections by the most bullshit rating system in the history of the world. Can you believe believe they they have the Diamondbacks, like, third or something? Uh, Well, they upgraded it. So we do have a little – it changes daily. So there is a little bit of a difference. Still doesn't make any goddamn sense around here. 
Uh, so the preview we got here, we just have some additions and subtractions from around the division, as well as what I believe will be the standings at the end of the year. So I'll go ahead and start at the bottom. Uh, the San Francisco Giants, I mean, it's not a good ball club. You go ahead and you lose that guy, you know, Madison Baumgartner, and you send him to Arizona, or he don't send him. He shows up in Arizona. He's going into the division. Yeah. Not good. I would agree with that. I Yeah, I would have the Giants last. Um, well, then it's, they, it's, it's either going to be them or it's going to be the Rockies. I feel like. I, I do too. Uh, the only reason I kind of go with them is they don't have an outfield to save their life. They brought back Hunter Pence. I feel like they're feeling nostalgic. They got the, Pablo Sandoval back too. The the Giants have a good front office. You know, they won three World Series in what, five, five six years? Yeah. So I feel like they could potentially just make some moves in the middle of the season or maybe after the season already starts and they could probably end up in fourth. Yeah, and I think I think fourth is the ceiling for them. I think it's a rebuild project up in San Francisco, and they have a new front office that they do know what they're doing. It's just going to take a little bit of time. So if you're a Giants fan, you've had your fun and have a few years at the bottom. Uh, so now we got the Rockies. They did nothing productive this offseason except for sign Trevor Story to an extension. And then piss off Nolan Arenado, the the best player maybe in baseball. Uh, you literally so that's t- a subtraction, right? You there. literally told your best player that you're not going to trade him after saying you're going to look into trading him and get him. It, and then you go look massive. into trading him. You know he feels betrayed. He feels lied to. Not good no, when you've signed a guy for an eight year deal. Nolan Arenado. I predict, if not this season, one of these seasons, he's going to request a trade. I mean, he already had. I think it's something that... Yeah, but I think it's going to happen. It, it will. It's going to have to. If the Rockies want anything to do with that, they're paying the guy way too much money to be on what is almost assuredly a fourth-place team. Uh, so third, I mean, I got the Padres at three. They made they had a really busy offseason. Uh, they went out there and they traded away some prospects. They traded away some of their... Guys they've had for a few years. Um, the Padres have been rebuilding, and they've had one of the stronger farm systems, I believe. So, you know, they unloaded. Well, they, sure. they still do. That's the thing is they're doing it in a way that they sound much like the D-backs is kind of on the fly, and they have the sex appeal with some of these names they have too. They signed the villain uh, Machado. Machado. Um, they have Hosmer. They right? got Hosmer over there. They got arguably one of the youngest stars in the game with Tatis Jr., Fernando Tatis. Oh, yeah. And they're going to uh, make some noise. Um, the Padres, he's got them at third. I would agree. Um, the Padres are going to play in Mexico City against the Diamondbacks. That'll be April... 17th and the 18th. No, I think no, it's the it's 18th, 18th and 19th. Over a weekend. It'll be the 18th and 19th Padres versus the Diamondbacks That's in Mexico City. Weekend. You will see me. You will see Tim there. We're going to both games. It's going to be fun. You're going to be representing your team, our team. It's going to be great. But uh, so some names you got to be aware of in San Diego. They've added this year uh, Tommy Pham, who was a center fielder for the Tampa Bay Rays last year. This guy can flat out play. He's going to be a problem. Tommy Pham was not one of those guys that you would really talk about before last year. I feel like 
he, but last he year did well with the trade to Tampa Bay. But last year he is a guy that was arguably one of Tampa Bay's best players. Oh yeah, on a team that pushed the Yankees for that division. You know, this, Tampa Bay was a team that's really young and wasn't even supposed to be in the conversation. You know. Yeah, and and they they went out there and did it, and he was a big part of that. He he can play defense. He's going to be a thorn in our side in every facet of baseball. Um, I like Tampa Bay. Now that we're on the topic, I just like Tampa Bay. They are basically our American League brother. They started in 1998, same year the Diamondbacks started. I it's hard not to like that team. I wish they they I are wish they on had the more same, support. They are on the same level as us. Maybe not the same market. Tampa Bay. I don't know anything about the market, but. It's a team that started the same time we did, and I have nothing but love towards Tampa Bay. I do too. I wish they had more support. I wish people really cared more in Tampa Bay. Uh, that's a story for another time, though. Another guy that they picked up in a separate trade for, with Tampa Bay, the Padres, Emilio Pagan. And why this name is going to be important is because the Padres have very quietly built the best bullpen in the NL West. If we go into a game and we're down by two runs against the Padres in the seventh, I'm going to start getting a little worried Um, with Kirby Yates, their closer, who's arguably one of the best in the game. They just added another guy who was dominant last year in Tampa Bay. Um, So moving on up second, I hate to say it, but it's what it is for now. The Dimebacks are going to be a second place team. No, fuck that. We're going to win the division. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I believe the Dimebacks are going to be in second place. No, I'm – this is what I'm. I don't believe the the Dodgers are gonna do anything with winning the division. I no, think, it's not gonna get them anywhere. I think the Diamondbacks are gonna sneak in, sneak in there in the wild card until the, the Dodgers win the World Series. You will not change my mind that the Dodgers. Can, will win can the you World also Series. agree with this though that the Diamondbacks in a wild card spot have a better chance of winning the World Series than the Dodgers do in the division? Well, let me just refer you to 2010, 2012, and 2014 when the the Giants won the 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 World Series. Yeah. I I think they won the division one of those years, but I think two of those years they were wild card teams. Yeah, and the Dodgers just they're not going to be that baseball team. for your your casual fan out there. You guys love the game. You guys love the Diamondbacks. The baseball is a sport where the best team or the most talented team will not necessarily win. It, and I think the Dodgers might be the most talented team in all of baseball right now. But, I mean, so for the D-backs, we've got, we've got quite a few new faces. A lot of guys left. It was a busy offseason for us. All right, so for the D-backs, some of, our, some of the additions, we're going to go into this one a little more in depth just because they're all names you need to know. Uh, some of the subtractions we have this year, uh, Gerard Dyson signs as a free agent with Pittsburgh. Uh, Yoshihisa Hirano, he ends Seattle. up in Seattle. Uh, Adam Jones, Konichiwa, heading over there. He's going to have some sushi. He's going to play with the Oryx Buffaloes of the Japanese Professional League. Good for him. I love Dude, that move. Adam Jones in Japan. That's Someone's got to follow that guy He's a superstar. He, I mean, they have been. He's a superstar. The second he got off the plane, there was paparazzi everywhere. He had, they had to have security to get him out of the airport. Dude, I love it. Adam Jones is, is going to have the most drip out of anybody over there. He's going to be – That's a fact. They, do they even allow – do you think the Japanese league is going to allow his big-ass chain? Oh, I'm sure that I'm sure that he won't have any problem doing what he wants to do over there. You think he'll wear his chain like he did oh, here? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> right. uh, and then we got Wilmer Flores. He signs as a free agent with the San Francisco Giants. 
Uh, he had a nice little year last year, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, Taiwan Walker, who was hurt all last year, he's Back also home. up in Seattle where he started. And then uh, Matt Andrees goes to the Angels via a trade. So we did lose quite a few guys, but nobody who jumps out is like that's somebody that we can't not have on this team. Overall, I feel like the talent that we have on this team is better than the talent we had last year. It is a more balanced team. It's a team that 1 through 26, not 25 anymore, as you'll recall. Um, One more roster position. We're going to be holding 26 guys on the roster. 1 through 26, this is a a much more balanced team. Uh, And then the additions, I mean... I like the additions, I and I do not mind. Additions. I do not mind the subtractions. I think the guys that we do not have this year that we had last year, I, I wish them the best. But I like the subtractions, and I just like who we brought in too. Yeah, and uh, so we get Starling Marte via trade with Pittsburgh. That was the second biggest signing I think of our our, of our off season behind Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. Starling Marte, those two moves. Thank you, Mike Hazen, our general manager. Uh, probably the best one in baseball. We AKA really should be thanking him. The god of general managing. Uh, Steven Vogt, he signs over here via free agency from San Francisco. Madison Bumgardner, who we've already touched on, also from San Francisco, signs in free agency. Uh, and then we got the bullpen guys. We had Junior Guerra and Hector Rondon. Those are guys who have big-time experience in the postseason. They're going to stabilize that back end for us. And then the local guy, Cole Calhoun, he comes over here from Anaheim. And I I think he's going to be a great, great glue guy in the clubhouse, great spark plug, and also a damn good player too. Let's not put it past him. I feel like this is a team now this year where like every guy knows their role. It's much more defined roles. You know how like last year or the year before, like there was like what? 25 different variations to the lineup and like all these players are just swapping in and out. You're going to have much more consistency. You have three catchers. You don't know who's catching. You don't know know who's closing games. You don't know who's, you know, the setup man, you know, this year we've got it. We've got the positions, you know, every guy knows what his job is and it's up to Tori Lavello to manage this team to you know hopefully win some games in the playoffs and and further on to the world series hopefully yeah it's a i like it a lot uh and then uh, i mean the dodgers are winning the division there's no way around it it's the they're winning the division but that's all they're gonna win yeah and it's nice to have that division title though it really is it's it's the best team in the national league um they had some massive additions. Uh, you go and you trade for Mookie Betts and David Price. You're going to Cy Young and an MVP. Yeah, I think David Price is washed up, though, guys. Uh, Dodger fans out there do not do not expect that much from David Price. But Mookie Betts. I mean, Mookie Betts, I'll give you three, that. He's a top three player in baseball. I'll give you that. Mookie Betts, great guy. Yeah. He plays the game hard. But I it's just something dude. about that, that jersey, that Dodgers jersey, that just makes him go to their – it just – I feel like – it goes to their head and they start to play with a different, with different body language. You know, you saw with the other guys that joined the Dodgers, they, it's just that Jersey for some reason makes them play with different body language. And I don't know. I just, I don't think they're winning the world series. There's too much, but if there is a year that they do, it's this one. And that's, I mean, that's how I feel. I don't like it at all. 
Um, and then we got the notable subtractions. Hunjin Ryu, he signs with Toronto. I couldn't be happier. This guy's gone. Um, yeah, I'm glad too. Yeah, it's just he he pitched very well he against a, the Diamondbacks. He had a great year last year too, last and there's year. no way around, you know, that kind of starting pitching. I don't think they have that same depth at starting pitching this year, but everything else is everything else is ready to go for the Dodgers this year. So I I like them to win the division. I'd be putting money on it if I believed in putting money on my enemies. I won't do that. Um, yeah, I, that's what we've got for oh, – God, I hate saying it. I hate it. And that's how it's going to be for a little bit. But we're, we're coming back. We're on the come up here. But that's what we've got for this episode. So we appreciate you listening. Please review and subscribe to everything. Yeah, we've got Instagram handle again is going to be rattle on pod. Twitter is going to be rattle rattle on podcast. Um, I do want to make an announcement. Should we tell everybody about the? We should we should work on it a little bit more. Let's get we let's should get everything in. Yeah, just like we're gonna. All right. So going. the announcement is gonna go. It's gonna be on a podcast. It might be next week, um, and then we're gonna make sure we let you guys know on Twitter and Instagram. But it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, I'm really excited to let everybody know what we've got planned. And we're, and we're I'm really excited, excited to, to two shows a week too. Two shows a week. That's going to happen after the season starts. We've got some personal things we're getting done right now. Um, and it's going to be very great for the show. It's going to make it very easy for us to um, put out more so you guys can listen. But we appreciate you guys listening. Um, any other closing thoughts? I'll see you guys next week.